Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Shit, my prices just went up after this. Yeah, not trying to bring bring I look at boy. Yeah, daddy's music. I'ma fuck you all night with my chains on. Just if you want some yeah. red teeth, get the brain gone. Baby girl, you can bring a friend or two. Yeah, yeah, train on like a fully woolly woo. Yeah, touching your body, you. Catch me whipping, bending corners with ease. If you ain't talking about money, nah, you ain't talking about me. You can keep yourself because you talk, you see. Stop down when it's honey, yeah. Fresh fade in the breeze. You can catch me whipping, bending corners with ease. If you ain
if you ain't talking about money, nah, you ain't talking about me. You can keep your talk because you talk. Head to the My bitch, I'm moving to the river. Boy, ain't no loser, we winners. And I'm the same confident, cool living standard. Whether I got $7 or seven figures. Ooh, go figure. Had to go figure it out. The path of success. Which of my route? Ain't mad that I figured it out. I don't know what it is it's about. Top down when it's sunny. Fresh fade in the breeze. You can catch me with my enemy. Honestly, if you ain't talking about money, nah, you ain't talking about me. You can keep your top because it's out your feet. Top down when it's sunny. Fresh fade in the breeze. You can catch me whipping pen and corners with ease. If you ain't talking about money, nah, you ain't talking about me. Keep your talk because your talk is cheap. Count that brick. Count that brick. Count that brick. Now ask that shit, baby. Count that brick. Count that brick. Count that brick. Count that brick. What's happening, man? Y'all already know it's the Mr. Baby 1033 South C. That's me, you dig. Welcome to Cave Talk 3. That's right, this Cave Talk 3, man, where we keep it all the way 100K and no blow up. We do that anyway. But on this show, man, we get down and deep, and we talk about some of them things a lot of old media don't and won't talk about. You did because they afraid to, but we ain't. You know what I'm talking about? The history, they wrote the history, but we going to tell about some things that they left out, don't want you to know, and also we got some topics coming up, man, that don't got nothing to do with history as well. But a lot of people only talk about history when it come around Black History Month, Martin Luther King Day, those type of things, right? And that's why I say, I don't say at the end of the day anymore. I say at the start of the day. So at the start of the day, man, you your mind is supposed to be focused on what you're trying to accomplish that day. So every day that you get up, you should already be knowing how you're going to attack the day, right? So at the start of the day, when it comes to this about history, we got to do our part, and we got to make sure, because this is our history, folks. It's our history. It ain't got to be a black history thing, a Native American history thing, a white history thing, an Irish history thing, Jewish history thing. This is our people history thing, right? And some of these things that's in our history, man, we just don't know because they didn't make it known. They didn't allow us to know. They didn't put things out there. They hid information. They covered it up. Or they put so much other information and other news on top of it that it just kind of slowly started creeping to the back. So tonight's show, man, man, I am so excited to bring this topic, man, and this piece of information to the show, man, because it's, oh, man, I never knew about this before I got into the research and came across it, right? And I've been kind of holding on to it for for uh, over two years now, man, and finally get to discuss this, man. And we're going to be discussing the beautiful Jim Key, right? So if you know your history, if you heard about it, then you already know what it is. If not, it has to involve a horse. The beautiful Jim Key was a horse, man. William Key was his trainer, man. So the beautiful Jim Key, man. And the former slave who taught him was William Key. So we're going to dive deep off into that. We're going to touch on some black cowboys, man, of the old wild west. Because a lot of these things, man, you know, they pass off. And a lot of movies, you can look at a lot of western movies, right? And a lot of the western movies, you won't see a lot of black cowboys. 
and it, and it's wrong because the black cowboys was right there all through history. Just like they came with a character like John Wayne, well, it was a black cowboy who you could say they got that idea from. I mean, it's a lot of stories. It's a lot of history. It's a lot of real deal shit that's out there, right? But in order for us to get off into this cave talk, we got to turn the fire all the way up. See, we're going to let them presidents and them founding fathers, we're going to let them breathe tonight. But we're supposed to turn the heat up, baby. Y'all ready? Let's get it. <laughs> I love on you. Yeah. Every. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh. I just pop the Molly. Now there's liquor in my body. Got me pissed off feeling rowdy like I want to fight somebody. Middle finger, pick up bitch. She can left my little shoddy. I just want to get fucked up. And it's party with the Molly. Bitch, I'm Goku. 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 Long. All I've ever known to do is to be strong. 
I might bend, I won't break, cause I remember what my mama used to say, she used to tell me I was different, <laughs> thank God I paid attention, she used to say that I was different, <laughs> it ain't easy being gifted, oh no, 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 no. All my life I've been an outcast, never outclassed, been about cash, always cared about the art of it, a la carte the kid ain't never outmatched, remember when they used to pig on me, you ain't never gonna be shit homie, now they asking for a flick, what the fuck is this, get up off my dick homie, said I'm a little retarded, I said I'm the life of the party, they said I was gonna be sorry, I flip that shit like I'm Jeff Hardy, huh. off the top rope with the swan, tom, bomb, they all believed I was dumb, 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 I was successful to run, 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 I was knocked down but not done, 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 no. I had to fall back, I was using the haters as a bow. I see what they saying, they praying I never let go. They know once I do, this chapter they've written is close. Rerolls. Cause I've been down for so long. All I've ever known to do is to be strong. I might bend, I'll never break. Cause I remember what my mama used to say. She used to tell me y'all was different. <laughs> Thank God I paid attention She used to say that I was different It ain't easy being gifted Oh no, 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 no of Deeper Entertainment in Just Nigeria and we're listening to Chopanit Radio Network. Yeah! No. 
off my energy. Built plays like I'm Derek out in Tennessee. Big wheels when we started from the highway. 58 bands, I call that a bomb mill. I'm just trying to get rich because that's real. Why the fuck would I die when I got no will? Picking up the bud, write a blunt blunt, I'll stop. Said he wanna hit, I'm looking at him like no. Never gonna pass it cause I'm not a good host. When they banging this shit, looking at it like oh, oh, oh. Got it on D-Lo, boosting my ego. Breaking down pants, get a mobile like Devo. Double on cash, better night at the casino. Ditto, ditto. Take me to many fucks. The real man fit. I wanna get to many fucks. Not Tennessee. Take me to many fucks. The real man fit. I wanna get to many fucks. Not Tennessee. This is Nero the King out in West Michigan, representing Deeper Entertainment. You are listening to Chop On It Radio. Yeah. 
it's time to get off into our main topic right here on K-Talk 3, man, but we got to bring it out. Yo, what's up? It's Woody. Feel the vibe and check me out on Chop On It Radio. Black man, black man, go oh, get your money, black man in America. They gun us down cause they claim that they scared of us. Born as a king, black man, black man, black man. Gun down our greats, they don't want us to rule. Black man for that money, do their routine. Look at you tap dance, black man, black man. Not me, I ball up my fist, let them see my black hand. Black man, black man, black man. How dare you go against your own black man? Now Trump and office racism has gotten bold. Black man, they lock us down just to see us fold. Black man, black man. You ready to be tough? Against the system that be corrupt, but it's just against us. Against us. Black, man. Black, man. Black man, black man, black man. For a black man in America, system totally corrupt. But y'all don't live our life, so y'all don't even give a fuck. I'm just trying to give them knowledge, give them a little power. See if we come together, no race is as strong as ours. Black man, black man, black man. Go get your money, black man in America. In America. They gun us down because they claim that they scared of us. Like this, every other day a new video is surfacing. They supposed to protect and serve, but they serve in a shell. So the situation worse than that. Black man, black man. Oh, how it feels as if the world is out to get them. Black man, black man. They put them cuffs on tight and make sure they fit them. Black man, my hands up. I can't breathe. I'm just trying to sell a CD. You plant a gun on me. Black man, oh I can't play for you because my freedom of speech, but it's silent, I'm only taking a knee. Black man, black man, for a black man in America, system totally corrupt, but y'all don't live our life, so y'all don't even give a fuck. I'm just trying to give them knowledge, give them a little power, see if we come together, no race is as strong as ours. Black man, black man. Oh, get your money, black man in America. They gun us down because they claim that they scared of us. <laughs> black man, black man. Walking in the hoodie in your gated community. Why he have to kill him over a can? And we still screaming for unity. Black man, black man. They don't want you to have dreams and hopes, black man. Growing up without a figure, nobody to teach you the ropes, black man. Mm. Black man, black man. I'm just trying to spit some knowledge. I'm just trying to spit some power, black man. Cause if we come together, no race is strong as ours, black man. Black mm. man. Big, big, big shots out, man, to the real Woody man, Woody P. Newton, right there with that black man, black man. Hey, man, had to set it up for y'all, man. So before we get started, man, let's go ahead and check in. We got the one and only, man, Green Room Director, man, Night Train, the brand, 
Spring Gang, Coco Red, y'all already know, man. We got him live on the mix, and we got the other heavy hitter, man, Petty Murphy himself, live on the show, man. Y'all know Petty Murphy always coming through, showing love, man, and getting it in with us, man. So let's go ahead, man. Let's check in real quick before we get off into this beautiful gym key. Let's check in with Night Train to Bring. Famo, what's going on with you? Night Train to Bring, Bring, Gang, by all the good boys, Muddy. Muddy situation. We hear women just like that. Coco Red on me. Make them hate on me. Man, we hear a lot just like that. Dropping germs. Skate Talk 3, man. What's good, famo? Man, you already know, man. We about to get into it, man. And drop this one, uh, this topic tonight, man. Especially, you know, me, man, growing up around horses all my life. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't have no horses now, man. But I grew up with them around as a kid, man, through my teenage years. Uh, I know countless people that got horses, man, and you know what I mean? Uh, I've been on the farm, man, hearing them old stories, you know what I mean, about back in the day, cowboys and things like this. And the beautiful Jim Key, man, I, I never, before I did the research, I should say, I never knew anything about it. So I've been holding on to it, man, and especially for the relaunch. When we relocated, I was like, yeah, we got to hold that one, man, and, and that's going to be a cool one because a lot of people – uh, you know, didn't have awareness of it. But let's check in with Petty Murphy. We got Petty Murphy on the line too. Petty Murphy, what's going on with you, Famo? Uh, yeah, you already know sure. what it is, Famo. You already know what it is. I did just drop the uh Sunday night groove of the Petty Murphy project and Mr. Man, y'all Wild Dallas go check got that out. Y'all do need to check that out exclusively on Spotify. Uh Mr. YL Dallas sent me three fire tracks. One of them we heard last night and that was to open up the show. I will be, after we get done talking, we'll be doing a late night portion of the Sunday Night Groove. It's called the Sunday Storm, the Sunday Quiet Storm, and I'll be playing some more underground music, so I'm waiting on Bands Up Rick to send me his tracks. Uh, night Trend the Brand, I'm going to need some of your music, too, because you know what? Your music is a muddy, muddy situation. Yes, sir. Hey, I got it coming to you, fam. Yes, sir. All right. And see, that's that's the good thing, man, about doing what we do, man. Artists, y'all getting to hear it. People, y'all getting to hear it for yourself, man. Petty Murphy does have the Petty Murphy Project. It's jerking, doing its thing, man, on a worldwide basis, trending, be hot. It's jerking, man. So you also, man, might be able to get an opportunity to get an interview on his show, man, to get your music on his show. Now, whatever he asks you to do, that's what you got to do. You can't get at us and be like, oh, man, Teddy said I got to do this, I got to do this. All we're going to tell you is, well, hey, man, that's what he required you to do. It ain't nothing too big that can't nobody do, man, but it's opportunity out there and take hold of the opportunity, man. And I'm going to tell you, I started, and I ain't, I'm going to keep it real, man, before we get off of this, I'm going to keep it real. When I started in the entertainment, man, like, nobody fucking knew who I was, man. Nobody really knew, you know what I'm saying, my name or knew who I was or what I was about or nothing like that, man. And I see why people feel some type of way about certain things because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of fight, a lot of brain power, a lot of grind, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of dedication to build your stuff up to whatever level it's on. I ain't saying it's at the top. I ain't saying at the bottom. In the middle, whatever level it's on, it takes a lot of work to do that, man. So big shots out, man, to Teddy Murphy. Big shots out to Night Train the Brand, man. Big shots out to YL Dallas. Fans of Rick, man. And everybody, man. Nick Gibbs, man. And it's a lot of people, man, that's just doing their thing. I'm going to give some more shots out 
later on to the show too because I love showing love. But shouts out to everybody that's that just staying with it and keep pushing, steady jerking, man, steady going after what hey, you believe in. Jim Key, and the beautiful is going to come later, right? 
So Jim Talent was first noticed when the horse began picking up small tricks here and there, mostly from the family dog. You heard, you hearing this, man? This is all fact. This is history. Jim would often mimic the pet, picking up sticks, rolling over, and sitting for treats. The horse spent a great deal of time with William and the family, and Jim even slept inside the house on a stack of blankets near the fire at night. Right, so William's wife Lucinda was extremely tolerant of William's unique relationship with this special horse. And it was she who first discovered that Jim was even more talented than they had originally thought. The wife, the woman. It started out with yes or no questions. Jim would like a piece of apple. The horse would nod his head up and down in response. Do you want to go outside in the cold rain? The horse would shake his head from side to side like no. So Jim, you know, he seemed at that time to understand human language. So when William Key noticed his behavior, he began working with Jim to master these tricks and later trained Jim to learn the alphabet, spell words, and count. You, yeah, you're hearing it, man. He trained the horseman, Jim, to learn the alphabet, spell words, and count. The tutor in progress to Jim being schooled in politics, Bible passages, comedy, solving basic math problems, and eventually his schooling soared to the next level. Jim could also tell time, use a cash register, dial a telephone, sort mail, and faint on command. When William took his horse and, and they act on the road, performing well-scripted comedy acts at local fairs, to, he did it to promote his Keystone liniment, right? The act would stun the crowd after crowd with Jim's ability to spell words by putting letters together in the proper order on a rack. Understandably, people were either astounded or thought it was a hoax. But either way, William and Jim Key were getting some big-time attention. So hold on. Before we go on, man, let me bring everybody back on and just get their comments on this right here. Femo, Night Train the Brand, man. Did you ever learn about William Key and the beautiful Jim Key, man? Uh, man. I never knew a horse. Man, a horse, bro. That makes you know these animals are smart, bro. Now, I never right. knew this till now, fam. This amazing shit here. But, you know, I know horses, man. Horses oh, yeah. are very expensive, bro. Especially with the Kentucky yeah, Derby and shit. So, and very man. Ted Murphy, have you heard about yeah. the people, Jim? No, I didn't. Now I know why they created Mr. Ed. Fucking Hollywood, all these silly shit. <laughs> that was, that Come was, I mean, I mean, damn. I mean, this is things that they don't teach you in school. And we talked about exactly. this last night about Black History Month and everything else, too. What people don't understand is that Black History is American history. It is 365-24-7. Black History yeah, is geez. what built this country. And I never knew nothing about that until now. And now I know what inspired the damn TV show, Mr. Ed. Wilbur. Come on. Now I know. Come now on. I, now I know. Now I know what happened. It's like now. It's like the culture has yeah. stolen from us. Now we created it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, now we gonna like get to a little bit more. Ahead. Ahead. Train, I'm gonna let this you come in. Then we gonna get to a little bit more. <laughs> Hey, this horse don't have a movie, bro. 
Yeah, they uh, it, 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 you can Google certain things. I think they might got a a movie on YouTube. You can uh, rent or buy, but they got a they got a, a little film out there about it though. But check this out. It's just to start getting, it's just to go into the meat of it right now. So we left off with where they was getting, you know, they started getting big attention, right? Okay. But William had his eyes set on a bigger venue. The Tennessee Centennial Exposition was coming up, and William Key, he wanted in it. He gave a demonstration for the fair's official, and they were thoroughly amazed and provided the pair with their own area in the Negro building to perform. The show was seen by thousands, including President Bill McKinley. All right, this real stuff, man, real facts. Jim amazed the crowd by spelling out the names of famous politicians that were requested by the audience. The horse would also play post office, where he would file mail in the proper slots, as well as put money in the cash register and retrieve the correct chain. The horseman. Shortly after the event, a local newspaper printed President McKinley's statement about the show. President McKinley. See, they love when, it, you know, you got some somebody with some meat behind their name to vouch for you, right? So this President McKinley. This is certainly the most astonishing and entertaining exposition I have ever witnessed. That's what he said, man. That's what President McKinley said, man. This is certainly the most astonishing and entertaining exposition I've ever witnessed what the president said. William Key eventually hooked up with an entrepreneur man named Albert Rogers. Now, Albert Rogers was his own character, right? The two, they paired up to be partners. Rogers had, because at first, man, Rogers really tried to get get him to, like, work for him. You know what I mean? He wanted William Key and the horse to come work for him. It really what it was. He did, and William Key was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? He, he got his own thing going and this and that. But instead of falling out, Right? Important ways. Put their heads together, man. Teamed up to be partners. So that's an inspiration right there, man. Just just how you can work with each other. You did no matter you you can find a common ground. But anyway, so Albert Rogers, man, they two they paired up, they was partners, right? Rogers had connections in the East and he organized the tour of a two act play the duo put together called The Scholar and the Model Office Boy which they perform in theaters and music halls all over the country. Albert Rogers was an animal lover who appealed to animal protection groups to help sponsor the tour. Check this out. William Key was also a steadfast promoter of being kind of animals and would tell anyone who would listen that animals could be taught to do anything through kindness. That's how William Key got Jim Key to do these things, through kindness. The two seemed like a great prayer to bring attention to exploit animals all over the country. Finding support among the animal rights people turned out to be tough sledding. Many people were skeptical that the act was just a scam and were reluctant to get behind the cause. Y'all know how they do, man. This can't be real. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Something got to be fake about this. You mean tell me this slave man that trained his horse, this ex-slave and trained his horse to do this and this and that? Come on, man, it can't be true. We got to find out. Y'all know how they do, man. They do it to this day, right? But William Key started a club called the Jim Key Band of Mercy, which was an organization that brought attention to the humane treatment of animals, and more than a million people joined. William also organized the Jim Key Pledge, which basically stated that people would be kind to animals, and over 2 million children signed that oath. William Key. 
William and Jim Key had become quite popular. They had articles written about them in just about every major newspaper, and Jim was presenting keys to various cities, and his mug was plastered on buttons and postcards all over the nation, man. Beautiful Jim Key was a popular American hero, and his owner wasn't far behind, right? He was a popular American hero, and his owner wasn't far behind. But the rigors of the road and nine years of performing had taken the toll on the pair, and they rested the act after the 1906 tour. You know what I mean? So uh, let me bring everybody back in on that after just breaking down that information right there. I mean, I mean that's some, that's some, it, it, it's some mind blowing stuff. Uh, nice thing to bring, man. Did you hear the part where? Check this out. Um, Jim Key started. The Jim Key Band of Mercy, which was the organization that brought attention to humane treatment of animals. More than a million people joined that group, right? And then he started the Jim Key Pledge, which stated that people would be kind to animals. And he got over 2 million children to sign that over. What you think about that? that man? Dude done a lot of work in his time, bro. To train that horse. To take it on the road, to bring awareness to it like he did. Imagine if he was to do that in this day and age, the platform he would have. That horse would have Damn. a page and everything, yeah. bro. It's amazing, bro. That's amazing. Then he, he wowed the, the president, you see, right? Yeah, the president was there, McKinley. He, he, he wild when, when we say William, we gotta say Doctor William Key because he, he do he is referred to as Doctor William Key. So we gotta you know put that out there, Doctor William Key. Amazing, so, shit, yeah. bro. But yeah, man, that, that's, that was, that's <laughs> amazing, man. Amazing, this a horse we talking about, people. Yeah. Damn. Now, but see, yeah. now check this out though. William, Dr. William Keith, man, he got a powerful story behind who he is. Now, we broke it down a little bit about the horse and what the horse could do, and that was proven. This ain't fairy tales and this ain't make-believe stuff. This is this is all fact. This is all fact. At one point in time, they deemed him an American hero. You feel me? The horse was an American hero, and Dr. William Keith was was American hero, too, not far behind him. They did major. They did major news about him in the papers all over the country. People all over the world came to see him. Right now, I'm gonna bring uh, Petty Murphy when we come back on. I'm gonna bring Petty Murphy and get his thoughts on uh, this right here. Let's let's go into a little bit about Dr. William Key. Right, so we gotta go into Dr. William Key. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. touch, touch on it a little bit, Femo. So Dr. William Key Bill was born a slave in 1833. Right in Tennessee, Captain John Key was his was his master. Upon the captain's death, when Bill was five years old, he wielded a certain family of slaves, including William, to his cousin. So John W. Key of Shelbyville, Tennessee, Bill demonstrated a special way with animals as early as six years of age. He also was a great help to the John W. Key family when it was observed that the disabled father of John W. Key was much calmer when Bill was around. However, the place where he really shined was around horses. 
He was so effective with horses that he was soon being sent to the pasture alone to train the horses. Additionally, he was given special attention because of his work keeping his master's father company. His master was taught reading, writing, mathematics, and science. So Martha, his master's wife, really appreciated the effect Bill had on John's father as it saved her from having to deal with the uh, reluctant old man. She taught Bill such gentlemanly skills as presentation, uh, etiquette. These skills would all come to be most valuable to him later when he became an adult and found himself in the need of uh, to succeed as a free man after the Civil War. So the relationship between John W. Key family and Bill continued to grow stronger even after the Civil War when the Key family lost everything. Bill, who by then had accumulated quite a sum of money, stepped in and helped send John W. Key's two sons to Harvard. They are the same two young boys that Bill had followed into the Civil War fighting to protect them from harm. When asked about his unusual generosity towards his master's family over the years, he is said to have responded, I was one of those fortunate men who had a kind master. Upon returning to Shelbyville, after you heard it right, man, he, he put his master's kids through Harvard. <laughs> so upon returning to Shelbyville after the war, Dr. William Key opened a hospital for horses on a lot he purchased on North Main Street. His reputation of being able to do wonders for horses caused him to be considered a veterinary, even though he had no formal training as such. So in five years, he was among the most prominent and prosperous individuals in Shelbyville for five years. This was but the first of many such entrepreneurial steps that brought Dr. Key increased wealth and standing in the community. After several successful years in Shelbyville, Dr. Key began to take interest in racehorses and determined to breed the fastest horse in the, in the world. And that's when he got into the experiment with the, uh, the horse that produced uh, Jim, right? So, bring everybody back in, man, and uh, get y'all thoughts on a little bit about that's who Jim Key was, man. I mean, that's who William Key, my bad. That's who William Key. So, a lot of people, you know, we, we told him that he came from slavery, but we really didn't break it down. But to tell you what type of person he was, you can say, oh, man, he didn't train the horse out of kindness. That That's what he said. But this man turned around and still took care of his master's family. Yeah, put him through college. Two of the sons. Shit, Christ. Uh, Murphy, you still on there with us? I'm still on here, and that's very amazing. Yeah, it's so is he a genius? Yes, it's amazing that you know, you learn something that you really didn't know about and the amazing things that people have gone through during that slave slavery, and like Dr. Key and everything else. And, you know, this is why, I mean, I feel a little conflicted because, like you, I mean, like everyone said, man, if you're going to teach black history, teach it all. And right. we, we need to know these things. So our children... And the next generation can know these things. So a lot of things that we don't know about the black culture is because they want to basically silence 
that information. But we ain't silent no more. We got people like you telling us useful information that they didn't want to tell us. Like I said, Mm -hmm. Method Man said it best about these history books. 50% of it is bullshit. The other half is lies. Mm-hmm. And what you're telling right here is 100% 100K all day true. And mm-hmm. this is astonishing. And it goes to show, and I'm not saying all white people do it because, you know, we're not saying it, but it goes to show my proclamation when it comes to the government and all of that, that the government is not the one that we're looking for reparations. We shouldn't be looking at the government for reparations. Hollywood is the reason why we need to be looking at uh, reparations. It's because it's Hollywood that controls everything, and they basically stole our culture, made the money off of it. Once it had no value anymore, they decided to cancel it. Ladies and gentlemen, what that is known today is the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy with this uh, with Jim Key, man. It was another horse at the time that was from a different place that they tried to say, well, this horse was smarter than Jim, than Jim Key. But the only thing with the other horse was it could only do the commands when the, when the person was in front of them. That's the only time it could do the commands. You put the person away from them, uh, out in front of the horse where the horse couldn't see them, the horse couldn't do the commands. So that was quickly debunked that that horse wasn't smarter than Jim Key, but Jim Key was. So before we cap it off, man, it's a beautiful Jim Key and Dr. William Key promoted by Albert Rogers toured the nation for nine years, setting record attending records wherever they went. Beautiful Jim Key could read, write, spell, do mathematics, tell time, sort mail, cite biblical passages, and debate politics. He even predicted the future when asked to identify Alice Roosevelt, the president's daughter. Jim Key spelled out Alice Roosevelt, and when an audience member shouted out the name of Nicholas Longworth, he quickly added Longworth to Alice Roosevelt a full two years before they were married. All right, so that was... William Key and the beautiful Jim Key, man. And yes, you know what I mean? Uh, It's a fascinating story. Like I said, William Key was an ex-slave born in 1833, right? He was raised by his master man and his family, and he fought on the Confederate side. He fought on the Confederate side to protect his master's family. You got to understand the mind state of this guy, man. That that right there, did, uh, man, what do y'all think of? He fought on the Confederate side so that he could protect his master's family. Yeah, that shit crazy, too, so. That That's very crazy. He had to do what he had to do. He basically had to sell out. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. this is the birth of the house, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, he a real he he kind of hey, like Django, Django. He's a real he he yeah. But Django, but Django was a motherfucker. Yeah. His mind, his mind, his mind was, you know what I mean? That's where that's where he was at, man, with his 
with his loyalty, man. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, his heart is a real one. Boy. Right, and kid. he went through slavery, so just come on, bro. Come on. Come on. Fuck man. that. Come on. God. <laughs> That's William Key. But check this man, out. He went, this nigga well, went, went through slavery. So that means right, he well, we got was, hit in his back with a whip, right? Look, check this out. He him and his horse, man, they were so bonded. You know what I mean? He they slept, he moved into the same barn with the with the horse. So him and Jim oh, Key, hey. Key and Jim P slept in the same barn, man. They you know what I mean? They were they was close, man. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that, fam. Oh, no, no. Me sleeping with a horse. Him sleeping with I a horse is the mother day sleeping with a big woman. Nah, man, I can't yeah, do no, that. No, no, no. They wouldn't sleep. You know, no, they would sleep like in the same barn, you know what I'm saying, together. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I'm saying. I can't steal. Yeah, I, I can't do sleep that in the barn. Uh-uh. Yeah. I smoke some hay. Yeah, they got I smoke some hay in the barn. <laughs> Think about it. That bond, though, that bond and that kindness to the to that animal, that animal was able to do go down in history as the smartest horse to walk this motherfucking earth, man. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Man, soldier, I hope you uh, I hope you uh, trademark this uh episode so you can make a movie before Diffie steals it from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, bro. Yeah, man. Really? It, 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 it blows your mind because, like you said, they don't really talk about it a lot. And you can get around some, matter of fact, you can get around some black cowboys, man, and, and some of them. Yeah, it, was he a cowboy? They can tell you other stories and stuff, too. No, he was a, he was just an ex-slave, man. He wanted to get into horse racing. <laughs> See, so he man, bought that horse and had a badass cowboy, man. Yes, he he bought that horse because he wanted to produce the fastest horse, though, or fastest horse race, the fastest horse. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get in the horse racing, but when the horse did, you know, when it was born and it was stumbling and the, the horse was, you know, awkward and all that, they was like, all right, nah, man, you just ain't going to be no runner. But then it turned out to be way more something way more better than having him out there on the track. He still was able to mm-hmm. take care of himself financially. He trained the horse like that so the horse was happy it wasn't getting mistreated. He lived out mm-hmm. a happy life. It's a powerful story, man. Yeah. That is a very powerful story. And like I said, man, you may want to tra- you may want to trademark this episode before Disney still listens to it and still gonna make a movie out of it. Shit, yeah. they probably already. Yeah, they probably already. No, that's not Steve Biscuit. That doesn't count. That doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's some real shit here. Yeah, but man. that is that is very amazing. It's like it's very amazing that we learn about things like that. I mean, yeah, you can teach us about Marcus Garvey, you know, Frederick Douglass, Christmas Addis, <laughs> Join the Truth, Harriet Tubman, no George Washington, no Carver. But there's other people that did amazing things in this country, and they're African Americans during that slavery time, and we don't know nothing about that. So it's mm-hmm. good that we know things about this. Like last week, we didn't know shit about George Washington. George Washington mm-hmm. was the first president, and look what it led to, Donald Trump. So there's a lot of things that we don't know right. that we need to know. 
and mm-hmm. we need this type Agreed. of information so that way we can teach. I mean, people mm-hmm. are astonished. It's, it's astonishing that we are speaking black history, and ain't even February, and we, right. we're talking mm-hmm. about this uh, all the time. Now, the reason why we're talking about this all the time is because, one, it's, it's, it's no informative. Two, Jesse Smollett already ruined Black History Month by getting arrested on the last day of Black History Month a couple of years ago. <laughs> but, but we, we, we need to know this. We need to, have mm-hmm. the, we need to have these uncomfortable discussions and conversations about it so that way we understand as a whole. That's just not what uh, us as African-Americans but us right, as a whole, as right. a society, so that way we right. understand one another. Because white mm-hmm. people don't understand us, but yet they still are, they want our culture and everything else. The thing is that this country was built on a melting pot. And that's how this country is united. It was a melting pot. It was no goddamn war with right. England. And I tell white people also, too, y'all were oppressed also, too. And we ain't talking England. We ain't talking about Egyptian gods, but that's another episode that we can talk about because I have information oh, on yeah. that shit. Oh, yeah, because uh, we got an upcoming episode, too, where we're going to be talking about the Book of Enoch. And a lot of people afraid to touch on the Book of Enoch, man. But K-Talk 4, man, we will be getting into the Book of Enoch. But hold on. We're going to take a real quick break. and We're going to come back, man, and we're going to bring Penny Murphy back on. We're going to bring mm-hmm. Night Trainer Brand back on, man, and we're going to get this thing back jerking before we get about it. Baby 
prices just went up after that. I got a bear on it waiting on me. She know you're in the bitch, boy. Talk a lot of shit.
you in the water. We in Florida, please don't get caught up. You can get shot up, trying to be a shot up. I do this for my homies, who done ran away. Feeling these charges on the market, so he got away. Soon as he dodges all his problems, then they came to play. He keep his rocket in his pocket just to say the day. Gotta turn it to Iguana, see his baby face. In the water with the killer, so he made a way. Cause I came home from prison in a crazy place. Got, got, got it on my mind, got it on my mind. Got it from the grind, got it from the grind. Money on my mind, money on my mind. See it as a sign, see it as a sign. Got it on my mind, so they better lay low. Got it on the grind, girl, better stay low. Money on my mind, no talking day, no. See it as a sign when they send them pesos. Got it on my mind, so they better lay Got me watching for the vultures. Got, got, got it on my mind. Got it on my mind. Got it from the grind. Got it from the grind. Money on my mind. Money on my mind. See it as a sign. See it as a sign. Got it on my mind. So they better lay low. Got it on the grind. Girl, better stay low. Money on my mind. No talking day, no. See it as a sign when they send them pesos. Got it on my mind. So they better lay low. Got it from the grind. Red is no longer a pimp. That's right, Red is no longer a pimp. All his hoes in stock must go now. Ten minutes with Danielle on sale now. Nineteen ninety-nine. Head in the backseat of a truck. Red sale twelve ninety-nine. Men's clothes, polo, Nike, Adidas. How about Keisha? Keisha's on sale now. Come get her five ninety-nine hand job. Yes, that's right, I said it. Hand job. Rockaway. John John, yes that's right, John John clothes, $29.99, get the whole entire fleet, $299, that's right, I said it again, $299, 10 train hoes, all yours, red special of the week, tickling of the ball sack area, the ball sack area, 99 cents, $1, you get your balls tickled, all his hoes in stock, must go now. If she smell it down there, that is not our problem. Each hoe comes as is. Sale goes on from December 5th to January 3rd. Money is non-refundable if you don't turn her on and she doesn't want you, then that is not our fault.
my check Come round her trip and put the K to your cat From the 918 to the 405 to the 580 You can't mess with the flow, hey we gotta get dough Pockets on swole, hey you already know In the hood where the money get made On the block where the text get sprayed Hit back and get a fresh new sweet Hey the drove's in the seat, don't run up on the Chevy Cause I will pull it Hey look nigga, this is how it is Welcome back to Cave Talk, man. Big shots out of my brother right there, fans of Rick, man, with Mr. RJ, man, Ron Wallace on that thing, and Mr. Sincere Grant on that thing, man. That's that Oklahoma, man. Hey, Muskogee Classic right there, man. Shouts out to him, man, and shouts out to Big T, the man. Big shouts out to 
DMG, man. Y'all know, man, Benzo Ricky doing his thing for a long time. Got to give our sponsors some love. Big shout out to Polish to Perfection LLC, man. Polish to Perfection LLC in Muskogee, Oklahoma, man. Say, check this out. You in Muskogee, Oklahoma. You coming through Muskogee, Oklahoma. You want to get your ride right. You need your tent laid down right. You did. You want it professionally done, professional detail, man. High quality work, man. And it's at competitive prices, man. So you're getting expert service, man, from professional installations and professional installers, man. Everything is legit. You need to holler at Polish to Perfection, located at 620 West Oak Mogi, at 620 West Oak Mogi, 74401. You want to call and get your appointment in, man. You need to dial 918-840-0090. That's 918-840-0090. Polish to Perfection, man. Holla at Politics Perfections. Get your ride hooked up and looking right. You dig? Also, man, big shouts out to Femo Nation, man. Always much love. Big shouts out to Coco Red. You dig? Y'all stay tuned, man, for the hottest clothing line to drop, man, to come out. You dig? A's going in, man. For real, so big shots at the Coco Red, man. Y'all already know it's turning heads. Hey, stay tuned because there's a lot of major work going down, man. And we're going to bring Night Trainer Brand on, let him speak on the Coco Red, man. But big shots out, man, to the Coco Red. Got to say big shots out, man, to the next level DJ's family, man. Shouts out to them, man. Shouts out to Branch Off Records as well. Make sure y'all go to BranchOffRecords.com, man. BranchOffRecords.com, man. Femo them got products up the wazoo. You dig me when they used to say that? Up the wazoo. They got products up the wazoo, man. All you got to do is get on there, check them out, man, and they got something for you. You dig? So right before the break, man, we was. And also, man, got to say shout out to our new sponsor, man. New sponsor just came through. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and put it in the mix, man. Her life, her right. Publishing Company, LLC, man. So Her Right, Her Life, uh, Her Life, Her Right, Publishing Company, LLC, man. To contact her, man, you need to, you need to hit her up by email at poeticjb.herlife at gmail.com. Poeticjb.herlife at gmail.com, man. That's Her Life, Her Right, Publishing Company, LLC. So if you're looking to get your books published, man, your writings published, Hey, this is who you need to contact right here, man. We're giving you the plugs, man, so we letting y'all know. Her life, her right, man. Contact the holler at her. We're going to be having her on the show, so you'll be able to hear from her live on air, man, and ask some questions, exchange information if that's what you need to do. But it is going down, man. So definitely big shouts out to Poetic JB, her life, her right. Publishing Company, man, LLC, also located in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and she gets the job done. All you got to do is look it up, man, and go see the work. The work speaks for itself, man. You did. So big shouts out, man. Big shouts out. We got a lot of love out there. We got our city shout out that's coming up too, man. But uh, the other part of our um, topic tonight, man, in Cave Talk, man, was also, you know, Black Cowboys. You know what I mean? And a lot of things in, in the Wild West, you know what I mean? You hear 
all these different type of stories, but you very seldom hear stories of the black cowboy, man. And it, the black cowboy has been around, oh, man. And even the word cowboy, where, you know, it, it, it kind of originated, you know what I mean? Be, because of the black cowboy, which you, which you could say. You did? So we're going to get off into that, man, and I'm going to bring Night Trainer Brandon on, on, and I'm going to bring Petty Murphy on, man, get their thoughts on this, man. So the black cowboys in the American West, man, they accounted for up to, and it's estimated, the 25% of workers in the range cattle industry from the 1860 to the 1880s. So it's estimated to be at least 5,000 workers, according to the latest research, man. So typically, former slaves are born into the families of former slaves, Many black men had skills in cattle handling and headed west at the end of the Civil War. Though the industry generally treated black men equally to white men in the terms of pay and responsibility, discrimination persisted due to a lesser extent than other industries at the time, right? So you you know Nat Love, you know, Nat Love was an African-American cowboy and a former slave. He lived from 1854 to 1921. Nat Love, go check him out, man. If you don't know who Nat Love, go do your research. So after the reconstruction of the South, after the American Civil War, free slaves were still denied land ownership and other rights in many states, and about 20,000 exodus headed west to Kansas between 1879 and 1884 with smaller migrations to other western states. Many trained under uh, Mexican vinculos, cattle-raising Native Americans, or their former masters. They then worked as ranch hands for wages equal to their white counterparts and offered more opportunities than existed for freemen in the South. So black men, typically former slave children of slaves who working in plantation and farms, would have been exposed to kitchen work and stables as well. So as early as the 1770s, regulations in Louisiana required two slaves to manage 100 head of cattle. White ranchers could even win competitions based on the cow handling skills of the black slaves in their possession. Initially, white ranchers referred to white workers as cow hands, with black people in the same position referred to with the uh, word cowboy. So over time, the term cowboy came to apply to anyone in the industry of herding cattle. Some of y'all didn't know that. I tell you, man, we dropping, we got that jerk bite. That's a jerk bite for y'all right there, man. When ranchers referred to white workers as cowhands, with blacks in the same position, they referred to them as cowboys. They used to say, go around them cows, old boy. That's what they used to say. Hey, go get that cow, boy. I mean, I'm just keep keeping it real, man. It's just facts. It's on a man, right? So prior to the abolition of slavery, the cattle trade was considered to offer a high degree of relative freedom to slaves who would uh, be issued guns, often left in a company, uh, unaccompanied, on horseback for long stretches and, t- and trusted to return. So free black cattle drivers drove cattle from Kansas to areas including Atlanta to the Dakotas and Canada, as well as New Mexico Arizona, California, and Oregon, Portland, Kenneth Wiggins, 1969, Negro labor in the Western cattle industry from 1866 to 1900. And you can look up the labor history summer and go to 10, 3, 4, 346 to 74, right? So some free slaves remain with their former masters as employees. 
as these areas became more settled and established, more practical transportation networks, the area of migrant cattle ranching, it uh, came to an end, man. So, you know what I mean? In the social life, man, it, it was trials and tribulations that they also see got in the uh, social life. But cowboys, black cowboys, have always been around since he even started using the word cowboy. All throughout the West, man, the old West, it was black cowboys there, man. It was black cowboys there. It's undeniable. Um, and, and we got a list of a lot of the black cowboys. You know what I mean? It's a lot of them, man. And um, just, you know, like anything, a lot of stuff in history gets put down or don't get talked about as much. So what happened? It starts becoming less and less attractive to people that that's reading and looking at it because it's not up at the front. It's like you would see they got uh, other stories of cowboys, but we just we just put it out there how they even came with the word cowboy. So why is there not more information on the black cowboy if that's how the black cowboy even came to originate or the name even originated, right? And it's a lot of them that contributed to the Old West, man. And, you know, every now and again in certain areas, man, they do uh, honoring of the African-American contributions and African-American cowboys in the Western frontier. So it, it, it is facts. You see what I'm saying? It is facts, man, and it is truth. It, it's no blow-up, man. It ain't no, you know what I'm saying, um, something somebody just, y'all know about Bill Pickett. You know what I mean? Y'all know about Bill Pickett. Real, real deal. You know what I mean? Real uh, person. Did some real things. Y'all know about uh, what? Uh, Eckert. Y'all know about him. You can go look him up. He did some real things. Like I told you earlier, Matt Love. That's just a couple of them. You know what I mean? Did some real things, man, in, in for the old, for the West. Uh, when you're talking about um, Texas, Texas got a lot of black cowboy history, deep black cowboy history down that way as well. You know what I mean? So it's all over, man. You just have to um, go and look, man. But if in today's time, there's so much stuff that is put out there, especially with social media and our faces, and even just in regular media, you know, old media, that history is, is becoming less and less talked about. So what does that mean for us right now that's, that's listening, tuned in, right? And we're going to get into history from all over the world, man. Y'all know how we do. But what does that mean? That means at the rate that we're going, the next two generations, you can say the next four generations, only history they're going to know is the history that they have written. It's going to stay that way for the next four generations until that fifth generation is going to spark. Somebody going to stand up and bring it back, man. It's going to repeat itself, and it's going to, you know, turn back over again. But but look how much time is going to go by. Look how much history our people are not going to be passing to each other till it becomes a point to where it's not going to be talked about. It won't be brought up in conversation. You won't be hearing it in old media. You'll barely be hearing it in new media. You won't be seeing it in magazines unless somebody getting paid to do the story from a long-lasting survivor or something like that, right? It's going to be eventually washed away. 
So that's why I feel strongly like, man, we got to do our part at least, man, to put this some of this information out there because we don't know when this information going to uh, get washed away or, or it's going to be so many rap videos and so many rock video videos out there and so many crazy stuff going on because it ain't just rap music. People got to get that understanding too. It's crazy-ass hip-hop, crazy-ass uh, rock and roll. It's, it's all types of music got different messages, man. It ain't just rap. But it's going to slowly, with politics, everything that Petty Murphy has spoke on, uh, politics basically with Trump and stuff, you know, he spoke a little bit, didn't go in detail, but and with politics, just look. Look at what they're doing when it comes to history in schools. Look what they have already done. Look what they have taken out. Look what they what they want to take out. Look what they don't want to teach no more, right? So it's some dark. They'll take it's some dark out of the history books. Right? It's some dark. Now, I'm going to break it down. Now, I'm going to bring everybody on. Not all black cowboys were productive citizens. Some were on the wrong side of the law. So, which probably, if I was in that time, I'd have probably been one of them. I'd have probably been an outlaw. Now, I'm going to keep it 100K with you. I know for a fact I'd have been a damn outlaw. And see, I ain't six foot tall or nothing like that. So, me on back of a horse, whew, shit, you'd be a tail of a time catching me. I'd have been one of the fastest outlaws in the West. You did? Man, hey, just like that. And give me a horse like Jim Key? Oh, man, game over, man. You did game over. But anyway, let's get to it, man. A lot of them, man, you know, was on the other side of the law. So, Ism Dark, whose original name was Ned Huddleston. He was born a slave in Arkansas in 1849. He went west after the Civil War. So, in 1875... Dart was one of the uh, one of five thieves rustling cattle and horses in southeastern Wyoming. A rancher whose horse had been stolen by the gang gathered some of his cowboys together and pursued the culprits. He gathered some of his cowboys together to go get another cowboy outlaw, right? In the ensuing shootout, only Hudson Huddleston survived. So in that shootout with all them people, Huddleston was the only one who survived. He changed, his, he changed his name to Isom Dart and relocated to Nevada. So in the mid-1880s, he operated out of Brown's Hole or Brown's Park in the southwestern part of the territory near the Colorado and Utah borders. So one person has described this rugged region of mountain canes and caves and arroyos as one vast maze of hideouts made to order for lawbreakers. Eventually, though, uh, he bought a ranch and tried to sell him to a life of legitimate work. Inevitably, however, his past caught up with him. So in 1900, he was shot to death by a famed bounty hunter, Tom Horn, who apparently had a contract to murder Dart, issued by ranchers whose livestock he had stolen. Right? But he was a badass man. He was a badass man in history, man. It's some Dart. He was an outlaw. So all of them wasn't on the right side of the law. And, and like I said, I can't, I'm not looking down on the ones that wasn't on the right side of the law. Because I know, hey, y'all seen why I was with, with Will Smith. That was the only way you'd catch me being on the law is they'd have to have me, I'd have to have a badge. If, if I didn't have no badge, man, I wasn't going to be on, a, I wouldn't been on the right side of the law, man. It's just what it is. The sticks of dynamite that you, they had access to, man, it would have been the police force in the country. In the West, that would have been able to stop. I'm going to give my sister a name. Two Good Packy the Jerk Slayer. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Femo Night Train the Brand. Petty Murphy, I got y'all on live. If I would have called myself Two Guns the Jerk Slayer, man, I would have rang fear in the, in, in, in the bars, man. Oh, you would have been a Ooh, they would have took yo. They would have been. They would have been after yo ass, boy. They would have hung yo ass. He wanted dinner Oh, he would have been fucking them nigga girls and shit. Uh huh. It would have been. been a, it really. Hey, night train to bread. What you always say would have been a muddy, muddy situation. It would have been a muddy, muddy situation. Cause I don't know what side I would have been on. Long as I ate a lot of steaks. <laughs> We could have been running yeah. the whole cow hurting business from Texas to Oklahoma to Kansas yeah. and back. Look how many states we could have been sitting on. Yeah, we would have been robbing me. I think that sound like a plane. <laughs> I think that sound yeah, like a movie. Been, yeah, we would have been robbing nigga around this house. Hey, I'm taking everything hey. you got, nigga. Famo, Famo. Huh? Y'all, remember, yeah. y'all remember the song Gold Rush off the Dogfather album by Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Yo, that was, I mean, if you listen, it's like we were down to Texas, no, we were sitting in Kansas, stopped the bananas and got yep. some hotcakes, bacon and eggs. There was something in the whole house, some legs. Straight that's, up. That's a Straight. classic. Hey, listen to this, though, on, on the Straight cowboy up. subject. So, yeah, go ahead. How we ain't the talking hell, Jack Prescott. How the hell is the, is the, hold on now, Patty. I heard you say Prescott, now. Take it easy no, I didn't. on the Cowboys. I said Elliot. I didn't say Prescott. I said Elliot. What, what, what's up with Elliot? He's doing his thing. Hold That's on, right. On, he didn't swim on. down. What Cowboys y'all talking about? What you talking, oh, talking about? He's doing his thing, bro. We, we we talking about the Cowboys who haven't won anything since O.J. Sire, uh got away with a double murder. <laughs> Them Cowboys. Come on, Teddy. <laughs> Stop it, man. Y'all just made it to the Super Bowl and dropped the eggshell. Hey, they were great. Hey, 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 it's a history of black cowboys in the part of Texas since the early 19th century, man. Yeah, oh, I true. know. That's, that's true. true, bro. You know, I had this mm-hmm. came from um, Austin from a museum. They got their whole little section out there to take the, the, the cowboy. You know, I got my hands on one of the, the State Historical Association Handbook of Texas, you know. So God, all of this information. <laughs> yeah, I got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we do this over here. He ain't playing yeah. no game, man. Again, he don't play no game. He's pulling no punches, Boy. no games, no blow up, a hundred k all day. All check day, this, out, this nigga here ain't playing. Y'all can go check out um, the Black Cowboys, man. It was a, they had a horse race at the New York State Fair, man, right? And they got pictures, man. They got pictures of all this stuff here in Muscogee. Well, I grew up, 1033 South Street, at the fair, about right up the street from the fairgrounds. One of the first black rodeos, man, 
uh, in this side of this part of the country, man, Oklahoma was held at that fairgrounds right there, man. You did. So, man, mm-hmm. hey, but but black cowboys have been a part of Texas uh, history since, man. Slavery times. After the, yeah. after the Civil War, after the Civil War, See, a lot of people forget about the Civil War and after the Civil War, you did. And I gotta say, man, yeah. hold on, I gotta say, big shout out to the Strand, the Strand of the Week too. We're gonna start it off. So the Strand of the Week, famo, is that WAP. Big shout out to that WAP, man. And what <laughs> is that a survival? That's don't know. Actually, the WAP man is a it's an indica and sativa. Oh, it's a hybrid. <laughs> Did he say yeah. WAP? Yeah, it's Did called WAP, man. It's called well, WAP. God damn it, Cardi and Megan Stallion. God damn it. Person with pussy now weed. God damn. You, you hear it? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to do it official, right? You hear the pop, right? <laughs> oh, so, shit. Hey, man. It, 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 it's nice. Y'all go check it out. It's that WAP, man. How y'all much make sure is running? Man, uh, you know me. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I don't really know what they what they got it going for around here, but definitely y'all go check it out. Hey, we got somebody that's gonna come on, man, from from a few dispensaries, man. But one, y'all know Big Chief that's gonna come on, man, and start dropping some of the strands of the week, man, in their shops. So uh, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that as well. So we are gonna work with a lot man, of more dispensaries. I'm gonna have to make me a trip down to Muskogee. I mean, you're going to have to make me down Come and check the doggy and be in studio live when you yeah, do yeah. that because I'm going to have to smoke this shit and have to rate this shit. Yeah, yeah man. Me Come on too, down to the old man. It's all good. Hey. You know, here, man, you know, I'm going to say this for everybody listening. I don't see nothing wrong with you smoking no herb, man. If you ingest it, you eat it. You know, in some places, man, they say it's better to eat it than it is to roll it and smoke it. You did. But, hey, it's been, yes, it's been known you know, it's been to help. Yeah, it's been proven to help all kind of illnesses and problems and stuff like that. So the truth is already out there. You know, the information is out there. So it ain't no need for nobody to get cringed up or nothing like that. But but, but with the Texas history, though, let's touch on that, man. Um, the Cowboys in, in Texas history, man, and, it, and there was a lot of them, in, you know, some of them did become peace officers, too, in Indian Territory. Right, yeah. so uh, they were doing cattle back in the late 1800s. Right, so black cowboys predominantly in ranching sections of the coastal plains between the Sabine and Guadalupe River. Right, uh, you can go check out, man. Go look up a cat named John Wallace. John Wallace, you can go look up at that type of cat, man. Uh, Charles Goodnight. Y'all heard a good night hey. off of some of these cowboys in these western movies, man. You'll hear some of this, right? Hey, but, so, no, but, but Daniel, Daniel W. Yeah, check this out. Daniel W. John Washington, he started riding the cattle trails in his adolescence. He ultimately worked with cattlemen Winfield Scott and Gus O'Keefe. Now, if you watch western films like I grew up watching western films and still do, you hear them names like O'Keefe and Scott Boys and stuff like that, right? So he put his accumulated savings towards purchasing a ranch near Low Rain, where he acquired, check this out, more than 1,200 acres and about 500 to yeah, so about 500 to 600 cattle. So he was a member of the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association, 
for more than 30 years, man. Daniel W. Wallace. Y'all go check him out. Y'all know about William Pickett as well. William Pickett made his name as one of the most outstanding Wild West rodeo performers in the country, right? He created with originating the modern event known as Bulldog. Everybody knows. If you, if you don't know what Bulldogging is, man, go, hey, I'll tell you, get on YouTube, go check out Bulldogging, man. If you're not a fan of it or if you're not too familiar with what go on in the rodeo, man, you're going to love it, man. If, you ever, if you've never been to a rodeo, if you've never been to, say, the Cowboys of color, oh, man, you're talking about an experience, man, like no other, man. You need to make your plans and get to one of them, man. Uh, it's a lot of history, man. They think that the Cowboys do, and that just that whole culture. Very cool, man. I take my hats off to him, man. Shats out. You know, we probably wouldn't even be saying tip our hats off to certain people if it wasn't for cowboys and no type of thing. Plus, man, you ever see how sharp cowboys be? You know what I mean? You see cats on the street, man, with like four times too small pants. Yeah, they pants be like four times too small. But then you see these cowboys, hey, they be suited and booted from head to toe, you did. Yeah, and it's a lot of women. Yeah, it's a lot of women. That's off in that too, man. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of women, man. Yeah, so a lot dance, of them inherited. Man. Yeah, a lot it's of them. It's a whole culture, man. It's a whole culture. Yeah. And yep. I'll tell you one. I'll give you one real quick. Molly Stevenson, man, a fourth generation owner of the Taylor Stevenson Ranch, and that's near Houston, right? It founded the American Cowboy Museum to honor black, Indian, and Mexican American cowboys. Weekend rodeos feature cowboys began in the late 1940s, right? So the contest owed their existence to the Negro Cowboy Rodeo Association, which was formed in 1947 by a group of East Texas black businessmen, ranchers, and cowboys. Negro Cowboy Rodeo Association formed in 1947 by a group of East Texas Black businessmen, ranchers, and cowboys, man. What y'all know about that, man? And that's right out of, hey, this information right here coming out of the Texas State Historical Association Handbook of Texas, man. This ain't no blow, yeah. man. Ah, uh, they find <laughs> out blood. Blood. We got to get the facts, man. Yeah, that's real deal. Yeah, yes, sir. Hey, but let me say this, Sam So, the, 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 the black the black cowboy got the name the cowboy. And what was the white man or the white cowboy name? Well, they called him cowhands. The same position so, where the cowboy the was but the same position so, where the cowboy was was called a cowhand. So how the hell the word cowboy blow up and now cowhand? Because Cowboys. the cowhands they referred to the to the white ones that was in the same position as Calhoun. You know, at that time, how they looked at black people and stuff like that. So, boy, calling them boys and that type of thing, that was normal. So, it started off with them saying, hey, go get them cows, boy. Or go, you know, go go rile them cows up, boy. Or go rile them cows. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. So, But that's what they called them, cowboy. That's what they called the black ones. But at this, but the same right. position, what they were doing was called Calhoun's. For the white, so but but I'm like you. It's crazy that we don't go around saying, "Yeah, man, there go a group of cowhands over there." Yeah. Oh man, them cowhands cow sure be riding. Up. 
<laughs> oh, God, man, I want to be a cow hand. Nobody never said that shit. Right, yeah. shit, man. Nigga, I don't want to yeah. be no motherfucking cow hand. And see, man, that's what's crazy, What started man, out you to, say, to I want to be a here. cowboy. There it you is. You think of all kinds of great shit. That is some that's that, some good shit yeah. to me, bro. I just thought about yeah. that, like. Yeah. <laughs> something that started out as, as something that could have been looked at as derogatory or negative. Yeah. Look, look, look yeah. at history, what it did. Now, everybody in that industry, everybody in that culture is referred to as a cowboy. You know what I'm saying? Even if you see somebody with That's a cowboy, man. It's a cowboy. (laughs) You're a cowboy. You're dressing up like a cowboy. One big thing that I do want to say, too, is a lot of the cowboys, man, um, you know, had direct connection and ties with slavery. And, you know what I mean, uh, moved and did certain things after the Civil War in these type of times and eras, man. But a lot of them doing slavery still did certain things with horses and cattle, and they did these type of things on the plantations that they was on for their masters and certain things like that. So it's good that we got to keep that out there as well because um, that was a part of who they were. Now, y'all know Bill Pickett, you know, we already said he, he, he's one of the top ones. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. you could say a black cow hen. You, you could say that. Yeah, you know but I mean? they ain't out here saying that shit, though, famo. Yeah. They ain't out here saying I want to be a cow hen. <laughs> I ain't heard that shit ever. In the history of niggerdom, have I ever heard that? Yeah, I don't want to fucking be no cow hen. The yeah. fuck is a cow hen? Yeah. Why, would the, why would they want a cow lay sales a cow hen? But see, this is what this is what they get us. This is what they get it. This is what the definition of a cow, what a meaning of what a cowboy is, right? The meaning that they put as a cowboy is a reckless person, such as a driver or pilot or manager who ignores potential risk. That's what they that's what they say the meaning in a slang and, and, and when you use cowboy in a slang that's what it is referring to. Just like everything black gotta be negative or bad and everything. And, and, and we're no we get made you gotta say this. This ain't about we think black people, white people better. It's not about that. This is history, man. We love you know, we got love for all people. And all people got love for us, and we salute them all, man. And we're going to be getting on some of y'all history, too. So while you're sitting there with your butt clenched up, don't worry. Because we're going to get into what your people been doing and with some things. We done already got into some of the presidents, so we got them on edge now. They already on edge when it comes to cage talk because they don't know who we're going to go at. <laughs> but, hey, it's all with the, with the goal of learning. Teaching and reaching and pleasing, man. Teaching and reaching and pleasing our mentors. And that's what we got to do, man. We told you we back to business, man. So teaching, reaching, and pleasing our mentors. How y'all saying that? Teaching, reaching, and pleasing our mentors, man. So we got to teach it, we got to reach them, and we got to please it. So that's what we're doing, man. So let me ask y'all a question. What do cowboys call ladies? 
hoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do cowboys call a girl? What they call ladies, they girlfriends. Cowboys call a girlfriend. You my little cowgirl? Man. Yeah. You my cow man? No, 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 no. Ma'am. 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 What that stand for? Ma'am. You know when you say like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Oh, ma'am? Ma'am? Yeah. Oh, you my little ma'am? <laughs> ma'am, that's weird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they thought of some crazy shit back then, bro. My little man. Have any of y'all ever you played my little horses? Horses. Horseshoes. Horse. Oh yeah, I play horseshoes. Mm-hmm. I play horseshoes. Teddy, you play horseshoes? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm pretty good at it too, bro. I can get that thing on that hole, bro. I really, my aim a fool. Fully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can throw that out, bro. So, Femo, let me ask you: since you down there in Texas, man, and you, you know, that's your zone, man. Have you ever? These are some of the Texas slang words that came from cowboys. Have you ever heard them say "all hat, no cattle"? I ain't heard it me. I ain't heard it all together, but I done heard that shit chopped up. Okay, okay. And of course I know we all done heard of corn feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, y'all we, Y'all yeah. that was a that 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 was that was that helped originate in Texas. Fiction. Oh, I heard that. I think I used that. Yeah. Show the water. Out. Bless your yeah, heart. Yeah, I use that. Oh, yeah. Bless your, when they say you bless your heart. You know, it's a yeah. dude down here in Texas, this Morris company. His whole little thing is bless his heart. Bless their heart. Bless their heart. Yeah. They come to us and get their house long. Yeah. 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 And what about this? Oh, Dad Gummit. I know y'all have heard people say Dad Gummit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My grandma used to say that. Yeah, man. Yeah. My father hey. heard my grandfather say that too. Them all cowboy slang <laughs> terms. Yeah. Yeah, man. It came from out of Texas, man. That is Texas yeah. slang words, man. Ah, real shit, bro. Yeah. Don't get that yeah, shit on top on the radio, bro. And this is some, this is some advice they used to give to each other, man. Don't squat with your spurs on. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll poke your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, cut your ass up, boy. Uh, like you cutting them cow, like you cutting them horses. Say, so check this out though. It, this is what I said, man. This is these are cowboy sayings, man. Look how rich, how much much uh, meat these sayings got behind them. Don't dig for water under the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, you don't get pissy, shitty water, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that's a, now that's a shitty, shitty situation. 
That's really, really now, here, here, go, here go a deep one, man, that could be used in this times context, too. Don't let your yearnings get ahead of your earnings. Hmm. That's a big I heard that that's before. Yeah, that's a deep one, man. That's okay. a deep one. Yeah, that's deep. Now, they had some slang words back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, a good, a, good, a good cowboy show to look at my uh, my King of Folk high school me on is uh, Westworld. Westworld. Hey, y'all ever oh. heard of that? It's, it's called Westworld, bro. Yep. Kevin yeah. Hotcoffish TV show. Yeah, that bitch good, bro. It's a good TV show. Yeah, yeah. Good-ass cowboy TV show, bro. Okay. And it's a good-ass shit. I don't know, so. Yeah, we appreciate that, Samo. Yeah, they say John Wehrman was one of the first ever cowboys, man. You know what I mean? So y'all wanna go check him out. All you gotta do is Google John Ware, man. But hey, we get ready to close out the show, man. Petty Murphy, we appreciate you for coming on, chopping it with us, man. Hey, y'all make sure y'all go check out the Petty Murphy Project. Yeah, y'all go check out the Petty Murphy Project, man. Show him some love. Get it in. Got some real cool things over there. Hey man, Night Train the Brand Femo, you already know how we do it. Jerking, Coco Red, hey, it's fire. Y'all stay tuned, stay on the big lookout. Femo Nation putting in a lot of work. You know, Top on Radio putting in a lot of work. Next show, when we come live on air, man, we will be closing out season five, man. So uh, we're going to be putting in some calls and reaching out to people, man, and see y'all come on, man, close this season five out with us, man, in a real jerking way you did. So before we get up out of here, though, man, before we get up out of here, we got some more uh, hot bar music. We got about a minute left, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to try to go ahead and get us another one off in here before we get out of here, man. So until next time, man, hey, y'all keep it safe. Check on the team, man. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.